Shout out to Steve Train. Jump on the Steve Train. We real estate disruptors. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Real Estate Disruptors and Blockchain Wells. Today, we've got Kong Lee, King Kong himself with Wholesale the Millions and the Millionaire Club. And Kong, Kong flew in from Seattle to talk about going from selling hair extensions at a kiosk <laughs> to real estate to NFTs. If this is your first time tuning in, I'm Steve Trang, sales trainer, and every month we help hundreds of people buy more houses at deeper margins. If you want more information about that, DM me the word sales on Instagram, and I am on a mission to create 100 millionaires. The information on this podcast alone is enough to help you become a millionaire. If you'll take consistent action, you will become one. And the show is brought to you by The Whale Club, my newest venture with Paul Sparks. And if you get value today, please tag a friend below. Share this episode right now. That way we can all grow together. And this show is live. So ask your questions for Kong to answer. You ready? Let's rock and roll, baby. All right. So we're <laughs> going to do this in two different parts. Okay. So let's start with real estate. Okay. So cool. What got you into real estate? Cool. Yeah. So... um. This got to go back in when I was 27. So uh, as Steve has, oh, as Steve has mentioned, um, you know, we're tr- we uh, our first business that got us kind of like a business owner entrepreneur uh, was selling hair extension like a little kiosk in the mall for those of you who know. And about uh, 26 or so, the mall uh, Canadian dollars just drop, and we figured, dude, we're not bringing any more income into this business, and the mall always threatened us that. You know, they're going to shut us down because they got someone else that's going to come in that's going to pay higher rent for the space and they're going to open to multiple location. And the wife was like, Kong, we need a plan B. So first off, I want to let you guys know that I wasn't the one that said, hey, let's get into real estate. It was the wife. And um, yeah, so we drove by Barnes & Noble one night and uh, I remember her telling me, hey, let's pull in. And uh, she walked down the aisle and um, found a book called How Come That Idiot Is Rich and I'm Not. And Alana That's the I, book? That's the book. It's a, uh, a good name for a book. Yeah, <laughs> dude. By, no, attention. bro, because we look at it and we're like, damn, dude. So we're, we're the two idiots here that want to get rich. So let's go. Yeah. So she checked out that book, went home, read it about it. I went on YouTube, watch, consume all the guy's content. Pay $7,000. Who was the guy? Robert Sheeman. Dude. Robert Sheeman, okay. Killer speaker. Super good speaker, great speaker, um, very entertaining, and also is that buddy? Yes. Okay. Yes. Got it. And uh, paid three seven thousand dollars or so. Go three day seminars. They kind of teach us, uh, you know, about you know calling people on Craigslist and all that. And that's kind of how it got started. Um, but it took me about six months or so to actually find my first deal, and um, I end up having to hire a mentor because uh, I, I went through the seminars, watch all the videos, and all of that. Me, for me, I know myself. That I need a hands-on coaching mentorship. That's kind of how I. When was this? Dude, this back when I was 27. So 2012, 2013, 38 now. So. Got it. Yeah. Well, well, I can relate to that. I I think that you know something that people tend to overlook. They want to spend money on the Gucci bags or like the you know their their car payment uh, to to look fancy. But I think that uh, one of the best investments I've ever made, and I've invested over six figures in mentors. But like that really changes things for you especially when you have those calls when you have that hands-on experience yep. when if nothing else it will distill the information and in and, and really change your your concepts and your belief system around like oh wow they did it i can do it too so yeah, yeah. that's awesome so you reached out so you talked to robert yep you attended this event yep. and then you said i need a mentor i i actually met mike fitzgerald at uh the seminars okay so, was he getting coached there, or he was just hanging out? No, so he actually came at, as a guest speaker. 
Okay. So you know how Fitz is. So he he walks into the room. He's like, dude, I can help you find a deal in 15 minutes. I was like, dude, what? <laughs> so he went over there, looked at our computer, whatever we were doing. And then he said, hey, this deal, call the seller up. So anyways, um, the wife's like, Kong, we need to get this guy to mentor us. I said, like, Lon, dude, like, who are we? This guy's a multimillionaire. He's not going to even pay attention or want to talk to me. But he said, she said, Kong, if you don't get that guy to mentor us, dude, you're not leaving Florida. I'm going home. But you're not leaving, bro. I said, oh, shit, this is going down. So anyways, during break time, man, um, during break time, I went out there and I suck it up. I was so nervous, Steve. And I think it all comes down to his, his, his self-worth. And, and I just don't felt like I'm, I value, like, I, I felt like I have nothing, right? I'm like, dude, this nobody. Um, and that's why I was so nervous. So anyways, I suck it up and I like, shoot, man. I walk up to him. I said, bro, listen, dude, I'm sick and tired of trying to learn this all myself, bro. Like, I'm tired. Like, I don't want to see the next six months of my life to be like the last. Like, I don't want six months to go by and, and and still trying to figure this thing out. Like, I know I can always make the money back and I know this is going to cost me a lot of dough, but uh, dude, I'm ready to go. And I said, Fitz, how much is going to cost you, bro? And he said, so he turned me off, right, Steve? He's like, no, 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 I can't. And I said, dude, give me a price because I can't go home. That's what I said. I, dude, I said I can't go home. And anyways, you know how he negotiates. And at that time, I know nothing about negotiating. So this guy, this guy pretty much get, got me to give him a price. But anyways, we, we agree on a price. Uh, 25 Gs, flew him out for, uh, for three days. He kind of circled the neighborhood, tell me exactly what to look for, tell me how to talk, negotiates with the realtors, got me into the bank, sat down with the bank. And uh, that's when we talked to Rick, which is he's the vice president of the bank. So for those of you, if you want to start like building up your... Um, your relationship with bank, like, like I, I used to think, dude, like I got to go to like Bank America, like the big bank, right? That they got a lot of money to, to loan, but no, dude, you got to build relationship with your local bank. They'll take care of you because you, you're not another person, right. right? That walks into the branch. You're somebody. Right. So we went in, we, we shared with the bank, dude, but what's, I, 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 I guess it's also good timing for us, bro. It's because the bank just recently opened up. They need client. So we go to a couple of day bank and they said, no, 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 this, this is when the market is just kind of like dry and lender was extremely hard for them to loan. And I go in and saying, hey, I want to flip, flip houses, never done it before. So they were very scared. So anyways, this guy, uh, Rick Cornelius, man, he's a vice president of the bank, new bank just opened up and he's, we sat down, show him his, our, our performer. Uh, my house is almost paid off. So we, we kind of use that cla uh, uh, do a, a collateral on and, and things like that, but we're able to build a relationship with him. So, uh. Just real quick, if you need more money, my bank's actually having the grand opening this coming Wednesday. Oh, so if you, you want to fly back, right? <laughs> we got that. Okay. Uh, you said that you're terrible at negotiations, and we, you and I, we've gone back a little bit. So yeah. I don't believe that because you're Asian. <laughs> so really, you're a bad negotiator. You, you know, Steve, or were you just really desperate at that time? You know what? I think, um, I think it's both. I, I think it's it, it's desperate, and I and I wasn't. The negotiator like I am today. Yeah. What, what was the feeling like? So was that that when you spent that money when you guys agreed on that? By the way. Yeah. Um, was that the most money that you'd spent at up to date on a on a mentor? Uh no. Okay. Uh, okay. I, the the whole mentorship journey cost me over hundred G's. No, but, but I'm saying like Correct. at that conversation yeah. that was the first time yeah. you were like wow, so okay. so so that's like a deposit. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah. the twenty five G's is deposit, but over time we split three deals, so it cost yeah. me over hundred G's, but. I was very nervous. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was very nervous to pull the trigger. And I was, but the reason why I pulled the trigger is for one reason. 
I said, I do not want to see my life like six months from now, just trying to figure this thing out. Like nothing, I'm tired of it. Like I'm done. Nothing changes. Nothing yeah, changes. Like, like to me, like I, I say, okay, you know what? If I'm out 25 G's, if I just get one deal, right? Just one deal. I'll yep. make my money back. But then and now I'm in the game. Like I yep. won't need them anymore. Yep. So, so that's like my mentality, dude. I, I'll pay for it. I'll suck all the information. Then I will never need them anymore. So you're talking about you're struggling yeah. with the kiosk. Yes. How did you come up? Right, because a lot of people, they're they're struggling. Like, yep. how am I going to pay for this? Yep. How did you pay the seven thousand to attend a live event? Yep. Plus another twenty five to someone you just met. Mm, Steve, that's a good question. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, mostly Asian, we're very frugal. So the um, and I are very frugal. So we 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 budget ourselves. No matter how much we make, we only spent we only spent ten percent, ten to twenty percent of what we make. Yeah. So when we were making a couple hundred G selling hair extension, I know it sounds unbelievable. But dude, these hair extensions sell like pancakes to Canadian. Yeah, yeah they're good. They, bi- good business. Man. Yes, dude. Yeah. Because okay, so in Seattle they also have uh, hair extension kiosks, but they would sell it for way more. So where we live, we're only about thirty minutes to the Canadian border. We would buy these hair extension, bro, for like um, uh, five dollars to twenty bucks, and we're yeah. selling out for like fifty to two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, yeah. And in Canada, they're three hundred dollars. Yeah. And at the time, the Canadian dollar was really good. It was almost at par with the U.S. dollar. So they were pouring down. So, dude, Lana and I were making like $250,000, and we're still living in a shed behind a mobile home park. So Steve asked me, so how did we get all this money to actually get in? It's because from, from all the saving. It's like crypto money, dude. You're going from $5 and some yeah. $300. Like, <laughs> yeah, that works. It works. You, were in, it before, you yeah. were in it before you were in it, man. Yeah. So Fitzy tells you, buy these deals. And yep. you, just, you just did everything he told you to do. And by the way, for you guys that don't know, Michael Fitzgerald, he's on a previous episode, fellow member of Collective Genius. Yeah, and man, the guy is an incredible connector. I mean, he just hangs out with NFL athletes like no big deal, <laughs> right? Just gets free money from the government. It's yeah. unbelievable. So anyway, you're, you you just follow him like blind or like how, how was that journey getting mentored? Correct. Um, it wasn't blind. Like people don't understand. Like people think, hey, hey, when I get into when I uh, get a coach or a mentor, like dude, everything will fall in place for me. Like they'll tell me exactly what to do. No, my friend, you have to also use your brain. Yeah. Like dude, you got to be creative. So, 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 so when he tells me to do a certain things, call this, call this. It wasn't like call this. Let me get on, dude. It was okay. I pound the phone. I I call. I talk to agents. I make the mistakes. What not to say. What to say. And then I just adjust and adapt. Um, but as far as like guidance, like if, if more like, Hey, um, you know what, dude, I'm stuck. Like I did this and I'm stuck. And that I think to me, that's where I get the most value. Hey, I'm stuck. Get on the phone with him, shoot him a text message. He's able to respond back and tell me what to do. I have to go do it. And there's still mistakes that I made along the way. Even if I have all the mentor and all the coaching, like just, you're still going to make mistakes. Yep, you learn. Right. Um, yeah. but yeah. All right. So this is around 2013. Right, Brent, yeah. 14. So did you immediately have success in the next 12 months or how was that journey? Yeah. So I would start. So my first, my first deal. Um, so we flew him out for three days within a week or so. Got my first deal. That's and awesome. Yeah. It was because uh, I, I was making a ton of offer on, um, on the MLS at that time, the MLS, there was some really good deal on there. Pre foreclosure foreclosure probably is all over there. So I, I just submit offer. So anything that pops up, we're submitting 40 to 50%. And then we got a response from a seller saying, dude, that, 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 uh, a realtor said, bro, you kidding me, dude, that, that price is ridiculous. But then they like, hey, but the seller's not going to accept that, but they would do this. 
And then now we're like, hey, we got someone that's willing to talk to our stupid price here. <laughs> so we're like, hey, we got something going on here. And then anyways, that, that was my first deal. And um, yeah, so within a week or so, got my first deal. Um, I knew nothing about constructions. Um, you know, oh, you were buying the flip. Correct. This this was when I first got into real estate. You weren't wholesaling yet. No, no, I was not wholesaling yet. And I was, uh, yeah, so we hired a contractor. I, I knew nothing about constructions. I remember uh, my contractor saying, hey, you know what? Um, there's there's some missing shingles. And Steve, I didn't want the contractor to take advantage of me, not knowing that I don't know anything. I said, bro, dude, listen, man, you're, you're, I, I can't, I, I'm having a hard time hearing you, bro. Why don't you take a picture and send it over <laughs> to me? So he took a picture and sent it over to me. And then obviously from there, um, took us about four months or so to finish up that uh, rehab project. And uh, we made about 50,000 net walk away and changed our whole entire life. That's awesome. You got something? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, so it says uh, on here, someone posted two minutes ago, all static on your Twitter space, can't hear anything else, so I just wanted to uh, let you and okay. the team know just in case. All right. Just sharing that. Okay, they're working on it. So okay. thank you, whoever yeah, sure. uh, uh, tweeted that. Yeah, yeah. All right, so okay, so you, you flip your first house, make yep. 50K. Yep. So this is real. Yep. How long were you still running your hair extensions before you shut that down to focus fully on flipping? Man, Steve, such a good question. So... I'm more of a I'm more of a risk taker versus lawn. Lawn is very conservative. Like before I before I quit my job, Steve, lawn wants the house to almost get paid off, and she wants to make sure she has a couple hundred G's in the bank before I even quit my job. The B. So when we got into the first flip, like we were still running the hair extension while I uh, after even after I flipped my third my fourth deal already. Now, she, now, once I've done that, once the, once the hair extension dude, Steve, couldn't make any more money where Lon is coming out of pocket now, she said, okay, I'm done with this. But, 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 I, but the thing is with Lon is, too, is she's very attached to that first business because it's like her baby. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's like you gave up your baby because we started that business when we were like 20. So for Lon to let go, it was so hard for her. And I remember her crying and, and didn't want to let go, but she just knew that it was time to, to, to let it go. Yeah. And I could totally understand that because we're closing this company next month right so our brokerage we're shutting down right like we're partnering up yep. with ryan yeah so we're shutting down our brokerage and it's like man like i still remember holding vivian who was just born oh. when we launched stunning homes realty so yeah oh. it's an emotional actually someone in our office like hey we should have like a shutting down party where we all just get drunk in the office like that's not a terrible <laughs> idea that's <laughs> not a terrible <laughs> idea yeah so all right um so you're doing deals you get your yep. closing yep are, are these all like 40, 50K flips or like how was your business looking? <laughs> yeah. So my first flip went really well. Second flip did okay. And I think about four years or four and a half years uh, into the whole fix, uh, fix and flip game, I had about $1.5 million tied up, Steve, and I almost lost everything. I almost had to file bankrupt. It was so crazy, dude. I went, um, I never knew what depression is, um, Steve, never knew what uh, depression is. Until I put myself in that situation. And let me tell you why I felt depressed. It's because I felt like I let Lon down. Like, I didn't want to, like, I didn't want to, like, dude, like, my whole thing was just to make her happy and, 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 get, and get her what she wants. And I felt like, man, like, Kong, like, what do you do? And sometimes you go so fast that, that, that you tie yourself in, in, like, a ball where you don't know how to get out. And I remember, man, I, I, this is crazy. Long was in Vietnam. I have to flew back to take care of all my construction thing. To, and four nights, didn't sleep. Every single time when I get on the phone with Lon, I have to act like I was happy 
Right when I get off the phone, Steve, I cry myself to sleep. Every night I get down on my knees and I pray to God because I, I couldn't see a way out. And I just pray, pray, and I pray hard. And something inside me said, Kong, nothing is going to solve this problem. You have to get up and do it. You have to get up and face your fear. Even you have to, even you have to go bankrupt, you don't have a choice. I got up, dude, and obviously make the phone call. I just figured one thing out, and thank God. Everything just... What was the situation you were in that, that was so, so bad? I was trying to go too fast, too quick. If I was to give myself an advice to anyone that's starting out, I was trying to learn the whole business at the same time, Steve. I, I didn't have a system, didn't have a, a proper team in place. I was the one-man show, running everything, getting the deals, talking to contractor. Uh, and you I didn't even know. You everything, and you still went to Vietnam. Well, no. So we actually went to Vietnam. We, we actually took a break. And then I had to go back to finish it. It was oh. just too much. So we, 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 we kind of shut things down a little bit, went back, and then came back and, and did it. And I over-leveraged. I, I just tap out. I just couldn't leverage anymore. And uh, the issue was I got two property that one of them needs to sell, but it couldn't sell because the, 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 the guy that did the rehab messed the whole entire up, did not get permit, did not pull permit, and the basement flood. So every single time when we try to sell it, I don't know why it rained. So the basement keep on flooding. And the inspector came out and said, sorry, like, you know, my so three buyers back out of the deal. And that property, I was supposed to make 150 G's. And thank God, I still, I, I still walk away and made about 2,000 on it. Yeah. But uh, it was, so we need a property to sell. And, and, and the whole mess with that property needs to be resolved. But I couldn't get any more funds coming in. So it's interesting you say that that was the saddest you've been. Because we haven't yeah. really talked about your upbringing. Yeah. Right? Because you don't have the easiest life. Or you didn't start off with the easiest life. Yeah. Do you want to talk real quick about your upbringing? Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, you know, um, I was born in Vietnam, raised up in a mud hut, super poor. Like, for those of you who don't know what a mud hut is, like, every single time we get a, a big rainstorm, dude, mommy, my brother, my dad will go out there, we'll put clay, like, it's literally clay. We will, um, yeah, so, super poor. I, and uh, when, uh, back in Vietnam, I didn't have any formal education. So back in Vietnam, for those of you who don't understand, for those of you who take America for granted, let me tell you, back in my country, you got to pay for education. So that's why Asian parents, they're very strict. Like, if you don't pass a test, here is the no big deal. But back in my country, every test was supposed to be paid. Like, you pay for these tests, and you got to pass to graduate to the next level. Like, you, you don't just show up to class and then get a D and then, and, then, and then get up to the next one. So my family couldn't afford it. So I, did, so I can speak my language, but I can't read or I can't write. But I came to America at the age of nine. And obviously, just like every, every other Asian parent wants you to, you know, go to college, graduated. Because, uh, you know, they want what's good for you. Because my parents don't want to see me as a labor worker, working at a factory like them until I'm 65 or whatnot. And I uh, dropped out of high school when I was 17. And, uh, man, I remember my mom. Man, I remember my mom cry. My dad wanted to beat me up. And um, at the same time, I told my mom that just school is just not for me. Like, I know that. I'm a guy that can work, like, I don't care if I have to go clean toilet, but I'd rather clean toilet than, than go to school. So I told my mom I have to work ethic. I'm okay to work from the bottom up. And anyway, somehow I met my wife at the age of 18, and boom, I connected with her. She's the same thing, high school dropout. And I said, dude, I can't, I, I can't live here anymore with my mom and dad like this. So... 
Dude, I did what most Asians don't do. I went against everything my dad said. She's Buddha. I'm Catholic. We cook together. Move in with her, and we move into this little shed behind a mobile home park. I didn't see my family for a very long time. Three, three to four years, Steve. I didn't go home and see my mom and dad. And uh, the whole time, we put our head down. We just freaking hustle, and we just grind like a mad dog. No vacation, no party, no drinking. We sacrifice everything. And um, Law and I choose to do that. We choose yeah. to sacrifice everything uh, just to be free. That's awesome. Yeah. So at some point, you launched Wholesale to Millions. Yes. So I don't know who this guy is. Yes. So I've got my own podcast in 2018. <laughs> and everyone's like, you got to get this WTM guy on. So I don't know who the heck this guy is. I look at this guy, and I see this maniac screaming at me on YouTube. And it reminded me very much of when I first heard about Gary Vee. It's like, have you seen this crazy guy has a wine show, and all he does is yell at you on YouTube? Can you talk about that? Yes. Yes. So um, I started my whole social media um, back about, I would say, five years ago. And I heard Gary Vee. I was, you know, at this time, we got, um, at this time, I got my wholesaling business uh, rocking and rolling already. We got a, a team of VAs. We got system. We got a team in place. I was working maybe like one or two hours a day. And I was already kind of happy with what I'm making already. And it was, and I, I'm going to be super honest. It's going to be, it's extremely hard. To like scale your wholesaling business up to pass that six figure. Not there's many people that have done it, but I was already happy. And I was like, dude, what else can I do? And to be honest, wholesaling is not something I'm passionate about. Sure. But I love teaching people, uh, 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 Steve and uh, Doctor JPEG. I, I love teaching people. And I heard Gary Vee said, hey, you know what? Everyone should have social media. Should put content. Should do this. And he was telling how it will create multiple streams of income for you. Dude, I, there's something in me, dude. I was so excited, Steve. Couldn't wake up the next day. I woke up the next day, pick up my my, my phone, and um, dude, I was battling for 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 the the drive down to the place where I was gonna shoot my first social media clip, my first YouTube clip. I was like, dude, who, who am I? Who are you? Like, who are you to now teach people? Dude, there's Sean Terry. Like, there's all this big guru, big guy out there already. Like, who are you, man? And um. I was like, dude, but I was like, man, maybe there's someone out there that's just trying to get to my level. Like, they don't need to make a million bucks a month, but maybe they just need to make an extra 10, 20, 30, or 100 Gs a month, and they should be good. I say, Kong, just put it out there. And yeah, that, that's where it all started. And, um, you know, for those of you, maybe you watch it, you have to turn your value, uh, volume down. But <laughs> so when I'm in a space, uh, dude, when I'm in a space, where I cannot be like like if I if I can't let this voice go through, then it's it's just it's really hard for me. It's it's really hard for me. So that's why when I shoot content, you guys see that I'm mostly in my car, um, because I don't have an office fancy office space like uh, uh, Steve Trang here. Uh, so, it's yeah. actually kind of funny because I remember watching you do a video. Uh, I think it was on TikTok or Instagram, and you're at a hotel. Right? Yeah, and. I could see them screaming at you because yes. you're yelling at your phone yep. while they're all trying to sleep. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this happened in Vietnam. And yes, that's true. Completely true. But you bribed them, right? That's how we fix things. I did. I, 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 <laughs> dude, I did. Dude, I did. And I, I tell you, man, for those of you who don't believe me, man, money talks, bullshit walks. I can't. I literally didn't say anything, bro. I went up to them. I, said, I went up to them and I gave them like 10 bucks. In Vietnam, dude, 10 bucks is what people make in a day. Like some people work 13, 13, 14 hours a day just to make $10. So I went up there, slip them $10. Dude, they said, do whatever you want, bro. So I go back <laughs> screaming again. <laughs> okay, so 
obviously had a lot of success, right? Thanks, Steve. Um, at some point, you kind of changed your focus mm-hmm. from uh, just... Actually, you know what? Before I step into that. Sure. You were talking to Ryan and me, and yeah. you were very upset with us yes. that we were not on TikTok. <laughs> what was that about? Dude, bro, I mean, I mean, I... I even post it on my social media. I say, dude, you if you guys if you guys are an influencer, if you guys are creating content and you're not on TikTok, man, you're missing out the biggest opportunity of your life. Just because I saw what happened to me. I, I, there's no way that you would make one video and post on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube and wake up the next day and get a and get like 500,000 view or a million view. And it happens to me, and I and I see you and you and Panetta, dude. Like you guys have the knowledge, the info, and everything. And and this is like the space that you guys can really blow up. Yeah. And not seeing that you guys doing that, it's just like, dude. So I think what we're looking at, right? So you're over three million followers. Yes. Ryan just cracked a million. Uh, yeah. Congrats, Panetta. And, and I'm just sitting here, just barely cracking six figures. So. <laughs> um, anyway, all right. So at some point, you pivot yep. though from uh, what you're focused on. Yep. To crypto. Yep. What what started that? Yes. So the whole crypto thing, like I'm not, um, I'm no crypto expert, but I do believe that crypto will be the future currency as far as in crypto will disrupt the bank like Uber, disrupt taxi like Amazon, disrupt the whole brick and mortar. I don't know when it's going to happen. So I invest about 600 G's into crypto. Wow. And it's also, it's also, um, it also took off where um, I kind of, I went on TikTok and I said, hey, what crypto do you want me to buy? And those just took, those videos just took off. And now I have over 20 some different uh, crypto. And, uh, but, uh, but um, the one that I believe in the most that's not going to go anywhere is uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum. Yeah. And uh, that's where a majority of my money's in. Yep. So majority of funds are there. Yep. How are they doing? Because uh, there's some interesting developments in the last few days. <laughs> Um, not very good. <laughs> so if you saw my post on Instagram when I asked the wifey about uh, how she likes the crypto market right now, um, yes, it's it's. Uh, I think I'm down like half. Yeah. Yeah. So all right. Uh, you decided as well to launch an NFT project, and yep. I still remember specifically. Right? It was me, you, and Ryan. Yeah. We're having dinner for Lon's birthday. So this is the same time we had this event here. I think it was less than a year ago. Yeah. We had this event out here outside my office. And uh, we went to dinner for Lon's birthday, mm-hmm. and you and Ryan were joking like, "Man, if we just launch an NFT project, or if we just launch an NFT, we're gonna make so much freaking money." Because yeah. you guys were seeing like what like Logan Paul was making and so on. Yeah. How long from that point until you decided, you know what, I'm gonna launch my own NFT project? Man, gosh, um, I don't remember the exact time frame, um, Steve, but I think after what Gary V did, it really, really. Um, inspire me a lot and what i love about nft dude and for those of you who want to start one it it takes all your life like it, it it's really consumed your your whole entire life because you're really building a community and um and, and that's what i love about nft i say i you know you build community people that believe in you invest in you and then you're able to give back to them mm-hmm. yeah so you say it was all consuming what is taking a majority of your time with the NFT? Um, I think, you know, one, obviously, um, when it comes to launch date, you know, you got to figure out the whole marketing size. Building the community. Um, also, too, is figure, figure out, um, you know, the art. And 
And, and listen, you're, you're not going to be the one that's going to know how to do it all. Obviously, you, you, you got to build a team. But also, too, is the legal size. Right now, there's a lot of things that I want to do with my NFT project. But because of the legal side, I just want to keep it simple. And yeah. that's what consumes a lot, you know, um, you know, call with attorney, figuring out what you can and cannot say, what you can and cannot do. And, you know, and, and people, Steve, talk about like Dr. JPEG, talk about like rug pull. Dude, it's so easy to do a rug pull, man. Like I, I won't even need to spend like a month to pop an NFT project if I want to do a rug pull. Just make a million dollars, call it because I got the following, right? Sell this NFT for three, four hundred bucks a pop. Easy. It's a no brainer. You know, with my social media, it's just so easy to do a rug pull. If you want to create a legit NFT project, I'm telling you right now, if you want to start, it's not a one, two, three, dude, it's a 10, 20. Like, it's like you, you, you got to talk about decades when you talk about this kind of game plan. Yeah. Yeah. So what is your plan for the NFT? So, yeah. So I am launching um, NFT called TMC. Stand for the Millionaire Club. So what I'm doing is I'm blending NFT and real estate together to create a community of millionaires. I want to bring together some of the most driven and ambitious entrepreneur right on the planet that wants to learn building their own and helping them build their own real estate empire. And the goal is to help you become one of those millionaires. Um, so it took me 10 years or so to build my whole entire real estate uh, to where it is today. So I'm giving you access to my system, to my team. To my cash buyer network, to CG members, to private harmony lenders. Like I want TMC to be the central hub of real estate investing for Web 2 and Web 3 combined. Like my project is not to give you that 5 to 10 to $20 a day where you stake and you don't do anything. My project is about helping you making 10, 20, 30, 50, 100,000 a month. Helps you build your own real estate empire. And then you can take that money if you want to fix and flip. We also want to help you with that. You want to buy rental property, build passive income. We want to also help you with that. Um, but but that's what TMC is. So what's the what's the difference between doing something uh, like this in Web three with mm -hmm. NFTs versus uh, you know just standard kind of what's yeah you know, what's going on right now like like Web two right like I, like I said like I cool. have I have a mentor I agree with you yep. you know you you took your process ten years you can you can distill it down to what was important your processes yep. things like that more than enough value in that but why utilize Web three technology versus just doing Web two gotcha so there so so everything I mentioned happened on day one with the utilities getting access to my system my teams and all of that. So we also want to be able in the futures uh, for our holders where they get to stay at, at my properties that I, bought, I currently bought, uh, own and anything that I own in the future that they get to come and just stay. We also want to be able so this thing, so for those of you, so this thing I can and cannot say. So I just want to make sure I, I want to be transparent. I want to share everything. But I've, I've been called out that I cannot say stuff. No, I get it. Yeah. yeah. It's like the. Yeah, yeah. So, so stuff you want to keep under wraps. Correct. Yeah. Well, it's so, not just that. I think the legalities. Like yeah, there are sure. so many things that we want to say that we can't. Correct. And trust sure. certain thresholds have been. <laughs> yes. So, um, you know, there's things where I want to do for the community, for example, um, you know, where we can come together and do business together. Right. So I'll just leave it at that. And also, too, is let's just say, so, for example, a mentorship. A regular mentorship program, let's just say you pay somebody, you join their mentorship program, you don't like it anymore, guess what? You're out. But with NFT, right. you can sell it. 100%. We talked right? about this. Yeah. 
Correct. So with NFT, you don't want it. Or maybe you got enough knowledge because the past for three years and maybe you got enough knowledge. You'd be like, hey, you know what? I'm done with the group. I got everything I needed. It's not for me anymore. I want to move out. Boom. You can put your put that NFT, sell it. Hopefully you can make a profit from it. Yeah. Yep. Love it. So as far as staying in the properties, right? Yes. This is this is there's so many things in real estate that there's so many unanswered questions. So what have you figured out so far? Like, is that, you know, is it a security? And this is like, (laughs) what? These are the things that are like, there are so many unanswered questions. So I'm curious what, what you found so far. Correct. So, so far, anything that has to do with, um, and, and listen, for those of you who's watching this, I'm not no NFT expert. I'm here with Steve Trang and Dr. JPEG, probably like way more experienced um, and, and knowledge than I am. NFT celebrity. He didn't know that. Yes. Dr. JPEG, <laughs> NFT celebrity, everybody give him a round. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so anything that, that anything that has to do with some kind of a profit or whatnot, like if they making, if they're making any kind of a gain or anything from owning, um, your NFT or, or staying at a, a a web two. So I can't even say that they get to come to my Airbnb and stay for free. Um, what can you say? Legally you can, uh, I mean, it's, it's a gray area, but legally, if you're able to you're able to look at an nft in a way where it's classified that it's that it's not necessarily security but but uh, but art right uh, mm-hmm. this is something you purchase that would be be a piece of art and then with that there is utility and then there's there's ways you can work around uh things where there's there's loopholes for whether it's security or not obviously not financial advice not business advice but i i think that that's the beautiful thing that we're really really leveraging with non-fungible arcade is you know it's a conversation we had before before we hopped on, right? Yep. So it's 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 what's that? What, like, what can I do that's beneficial for for the community for the holders? Um, but but really, you know, avoiding that that gray area as as much as you can, and and doing doing the right thing for the community, but also uh, you know legally staying within certain bounds. So that's that's the cool thing, you know. If you if you talk to um, you know, uh, an attorney or that's familiar with, with the space a little bit more, they'll tell you there's, there's certain things there's, you know, pe- people see like, uh, you know, ERC 721 and all these contracts yep. and they think that that is, uh, that's, that's it, but you can actually, you can actually go on and, and, and you can look at, there's, there's tons of different contracts. There's even contracts that governments can, can leverage and utilize where it's, it's, actually classified as soul bound information. So mm-hmm. things like your ID, yep. right? I can't, I can't buy yep. your, I can't buy your ID from you. Like that's, uh, you know, that's, that's ex- extremely illegal. Maybe we did that back in, you know, high school. Um, but <laughs> that, was, that was a different thing. You maybe got that from your, your buddy's older brother. But, uh, the, the point I'm making is there's a lot of different ways to, to go about it and structure it. That really creates a unique opportunity to, to leverage that, to avoid, um, you know, all the, all the legal hoops and bounds you might have to go through. So, yeah, I, I like as far as in as far as so th- there's things where Steve it has so you have to create your own token, all right, your own crypto where it can use within your ecosystems, yep. but there's no value to it. You can you cannot say there's value to it. Right, that's the security. <laughs> there's, there, there, there's no value to it. Like you know, so there's things like I want to do where, oh man, I, I like the DAO. For those of you who don't know what a DAO is. Man, I I would love for for one day that this can be possible. It's a, de- a decentralized uh, autonomous organizations where a group of people we just get together 
and then we pull our funds together, and then we get to invest in Web 2, Web 3, whatever it is. Right. Um, but right now, with that, that's, that's what I really wanted to do. But now we have to push that away towards something in the future where it's not as regulated. And also, too, is there's an offshore or an onshore thing as well. So now we're taking our, like, okay, maybe I shouldn't say that. Well, so, like, you know, we're also talking to, like, Corey Boat, right? Yep. Scott Myers, right? Yeah. Who have also both been in this show, right? Uh, they're doing the real estate DAO, right? Mm. So have you been following that at all? No, I have not. Okay, so, um, and then there's another person, that, you know, Mike Watson. Uh, he's one of the CG members as well. Yep. So, like, everyone talking about, right? This is a collective yep. genius with us. Um, he's... Uh, he has, when he raises money for an apartment complex, yep. everyone's a general partner, right? Mm. It's not GPLP. Like everyone's a general partner. Okay. And I think this is potentially the way we go from uh, starting a, uh, from going from a regular fund to an NFT fund, right? Because if everyone's a general partner, then everyone's taking risks. The thing that makes it a security is when you're a limited partner. So uh, I'm just kind of curious to see, you know, how much thought or how much you paid attention to that, to that? Yeah. So for us, for us to make this happen, so for us to make this happen, this has to be done in Canada. So we talked to an attorney, which uh, I'm going to pay him like twenty nine thousand uh, dollars to actually get this done for us. So for us to do this, it's not going to be called a DAO. It's going to be called a private inve- investment group. That's <clears> only going to be fifty people only, and it's going to be held uh, the corporate in Canada. And that's what makes whatever the DAO is that possible, where we get together, where we pull our funds together, and then we'll be able to invest together. Yeah, we and have to vote together. Correct. If, vote. That's the biggest correct, thing. Correct. Correct. If you're, if you're taking notes, uh, he paid 29 k for that. So just send my man uh, some money. Give me a Venmo <laughs> yeah, or something. Just buy one of the TMC. <laughs> just you free game. Uh, yeah, please. <laughs> something in the NFT, uh, TF, TMC project. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Dior asked the question here uh, on Twitter. Um, if... If we're not building a project currently, what would you be doing to best set yourself up for success in this bear market? If you're not a builder, what do you do right now in this bear market? Yeah, that's that's interesting. Uh, I've I've seen uh, I've seen doom and gloom before, and I think that the best thing you can do is look for for builders and teams. This is where things really shine, um, and and you're able to to see through uh, you know the BS and 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 what's really uh, possible, right? Because uh, down markets force innovation, right? Like uh, necessities and mother of invention. So I, I think that, you know, to use to use an example, uh, do you guys from I don't know if you guys are familiar with what happened with Azuki, but Azuki was a, a large it's going down pretty fast. Yeah, it's a large NFT project. And uh, it was considered a blue chip. We talked about this last time, but blue chip meaning that it's like the it's one of the, uh, the projects to model your project off. Well, it, it turns out that Cool Cats, um, one of the founders, you know, knows that the guy behind Azuki, he created three rug pull projects, meaning that created projects and then made a bunch of money and, and just left the project for for dead, more or less. Um, so they found out that he was a part of Azuki, and then the community. Um, was rightfully upset, but it's interesting because you see what happened here. Uh, you guys is it, everyone decided they're not happy with 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 that he was a, a rug puller, rightfully so. But but what they did hurt the community. They they, they let's sell off our bags, let's get out of this. Um, and and the only people that got hurt was the community. And ironically mm-hmm. enough, the guy that they were so upset with made a bunch of money on royalties all the way down mm. so you sell it from 
from mid twenties all the way down to seven. Like I get, I, I understand. The right? sentiment but makes sense. If if let's say Ferrari CEO gets indicted and he's doing embezzlement, you think everyone's going to go out and, and you know liquidate the Ferraris to the price of a, a Honda? No, they're like yo, get that guy, get that guy out of there. Let's handle this in a responsible uh, way because the, the 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 reason is is the value is not in. Yeah, there is value. There's, you know, it's not in just this singular guy that's part of this project, uh, or the CEO of this company. The, the value is in the, in the the product, the the Ferrari, the car. It was amusing. Right. So. The community, the alphas, the yeah. one another. Yeah. All so, that guy just dismissed entirely. Yeah. So they should have protested. They should have stopped all sales, all trading. Said we're not doing anything until this guy gets out, and they would have preserved their capital, would have preserved the the project. But um, there was there was no value there. So you know, if if I'm not building, I'm looking at what's valuable. Uh, I talked about my journey when I got in. Entertainment was really something I was interested in. So uh, Theta was you know they were they're really doing some innovative stuff. They brought on like Sony and a lot of big names. So I, I go to their site. I look at what they're doing. Um, Veracity. They had a patent on really helping uh, you know fight uh, fraudulent uh, views to to protect companies from losing marketing money. So. I look for things that make actual legitimate sense instead of just hype. So I think that that's where you can look and have your eureka moments. Or, or you know, a year ago, we went through all this. If you look at the charts, we went through all this stuff a year ago. Um, but lo and behold, you know, Board API Club uh, came out, uh, you know, uh, around this time last year. So it's not all doom and gloom. Like check yourself. Look at the things you have to be thankful for. Look at the things that are going well in your life maintain things outside of it outside of the markets but like be hopeful look for look for what's next look for the opportunity because things ebb and flow that's a guarantee um and you got to be ready yeah mm. and you know dior is the one ones i made a video about this was like he was talking about like a potential strategy is every quarter just selling everything you have yeah and starting over mm. and man like you would have been everyone would have been in a good situation yeah if you know everyone gets so What's the word? Everyone gets so excited um, because you're scrolling through Twitter and you see someone uh, minted something for $7,000 and they sold it for a million dollars six days later. And it's like, uh, that needs to be me. But the reality is, is if you came into the market with $10,000 and you turned it into 20, and then you took that 20 and turned it into 40, you took that 40 into 80, and you know now you have, 200, you have a quarter million dollars from 10K in six months because you were you were just you set goals hmm. and you exited because you know that you're not going to get out on top every time um you're still up in a big way but everyone wants the next home run and they don't realize that those are once once in a lifetime scenarios hmm. they're not repeatable on every single not only uh, not repeatable like how do you predict which so, one is going to go hmm. off you don't exactly. know you just got to keep going along and every once in a while you get a big payday you can 2 to 5x uh every single time you are you know you, you if you're you able to X broke. every single one of your investments, you'll be fine. Yeah, you, you yeah. can't go broke taking <laughs> profits. So I think that yeah. that's a that's a big a big thing. But no, I, I, you know, if you're if you're not investing, I think that, um, you know, there's a lot there's a lot of opportunity. You just have to make sure that uh, you have goals set and you're not just following what the market's doing and, and blindly following in, influencers. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so on Instagram, PV Turkia, I'm totally butchering this name. <laughs> uh, shares that Neo Tokyo is running the show. So appreciate. Appreciate that. What to do, uh, Maximo uh, Kong 
inspired me to take action in real estate. So oh, let's go. Rule. Oh, thank you yeah. so much. Thank you. Uh, so follow question. That means everyone is KYC. So I, I don't know which part we were talking about. It was five For minutes real ago. Estate, maybe. Uh, but is this uh, maybe in context of yours, like looking up their background, making sure they're qualified. So are you doing a KYC on your uh, in, on people that are investing in your project? Um, you mean as far as in like uh, TMC NFT? Yeah. Yeah, so I have an NFT project managers that takes care um all of that um uh for me and that's AIM. And um so she been she been taking care of all the back end um and everything like that, getting everything scheduled. Um as for for me, as far as seeing how much involvement I in with the project, you know, it's 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 like every single day I gotta think of other ways, utilities and perks that we can add to the project. Right. And when, you know, Dr. JPEG said, you know, the people that are wanting to buy an NFT for 3,000 and flip it for like 100,000 or a million, like that's not like my project. My project is like, I want to teach you, you know, help you build a high income skills and be a part of a community with like-minded people. So, you know, the goal is to, to, to add so much value that you're gonna diamond handle it. And that's what we need. We need people who want to come into it to want to build a real estate empire uh, yeah. for themselves, not the one that's like, hey, uh, I hope that I can buy Kong's NFT for like X amount and then flip it for like and make 10, 20K. Yeah. Uh, is AIM the one that's making the designs? Yes. Oh, uh, okay. no. She uh, she actually have her own uh, artist and do that. Um, uh, our art, dude, it's going to be done by, I think, by the end of next week, but it took us at least a few months because we we made so many changes along the way um, because I wanted to, at first it started out like we want, so we, we're making the art where it's somewhat of a feature of real estate, like house looking like robot kind of, but then we, yeah, we, we, we changed a lot, but um, it took a while, but uh, we do have our I'm still waiting for my one of one. That's, that's the only reason why I'm Steve, asking. Steve, <laughs> no, I actually have your one of one already. Okay. So we'll was, be sending that over. Here, here's something that, you know, we could, we could potentially do that would, that would be fun. Uh, is is to gamify it is is have a have an NFT that would that would almost look like you, have you guys played The Sims? Remember that? I'm familiar with it. So The Sims is a it's like you have like a you have like a virtual it's an old play, uh, uh, PC game. It's like you you can build your house and do all these things and your family. But um, yeah, you could have a piece of like land that was like a, uh, an NFT and it and it showed like this cool little like design for how to represent your like your, your real estate holding. Nice. And then you could update the metadata so they could purchase different things that would, would kind of go with that. So now you have this piece of land because everyone likes to show off what they're doing in their investments, mm. right? Um, but I have this piece of land and maybe I have one property. But then I'm like, well, call, you know, call. Steve told me he has three properties. Like he's got, mm. he has three properties on his land. Do, let me get two more. Yeah. Right? So well, now yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, hey, Steve, look at my yeah. uh, NFT. Steve, I hit, you I got hit, three? I got uh, four. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so again, it, it gamifies it in a fun mm. way, but it, but it's also, it's still investing. It's still an opportunity to cool. make money, uh, all of us together. And there's, a, I think the sky's the limit. Um, I'm really excited to see uh, real estate and NFTs be married because uh, we spoke before the show, but, you know, there's a lot of opportunity. And, and well, So let's talk about it, right? So like sure. if you... If, if, if Dr. JPEG yeah. was going to launch a real estate NFT mm. today, 
Yeah. What would that look like? Yeah, well, that's a good question. It depends yeah. because I want, um, I'm only about uh, win-win scenarios. And, you know, that might sound silly, but you look at the market. Don't, I don't think you sell hype. You, you know, you could you could benefit off that right now. Oh, we're the first real estate NFT. Well, what do you do? Well, we take your money and then we'll send you some money eventually down the line. There's a roadmap, <laughs> right? Um, it's like we were talking about rug pull. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, the money disappeared. Yeah. We don't know what happened. Yeah, um, yeah you know, I, I think that for me, um, something that's particularly interesting we talked about is it's simplified and maybe it's not only real estate, but being a broker where, um, there's all these people with newfound, uh, crypto money. And, you know, like I said, they might be at, they might be still living in their room at, at their, you know, at their parents' house or something and they, and they need to get out and they need to diversify. Well, I, I think if you had a, if you had a, a brokerage where you have that community and, um, you know, you can take Ethereum you know, you can figure out what coins you want to take, but I would say you can take Ethereum and, um, and, and you can, you can allow them to purchase homes with it. Right. So, uh, you know, you give me 250 Ethereum plus a 10% buffer. Well, 10% is better than 30% because you have to pay, you know, 30% taxes when you sell out to, to stables. And then when you move it to your bank, so the, you, you avoid that. And then also, uh, just like what people are doing in, in Puerto Rico. Um, and then also, uh, where is it? There's there's another area, but people are able to actually buy homes with Ethereum. There's a lot of crypto people that are going there, so I, I think that if you can help solve the taxation issue, you can help uh, bridge that gap where they don't, you know, they can avoid paying that tax converted. And on the back and the back side of the business, um, you can also um, you can loan out Ethereum uh, for for cash. So yeah. this is a way you could go about it, and then um, you know staking it, proof of stake. It's deflationary. Uh, I think you can earn six percent right now. So, those are those are ways to hedge against uh, you know against against market conditions. Right now, it'd be a great time to be doing that because <laughs> yeah. you can get a ton of Ethereum. You know, we're here, and uh, <laughs> the, the the hope is that we go Man, up. But I did. I had no idea how I had no idea how bad Ethereum was doing. Right until oh. this morning, I recording a video about Luna and Terra. And yeah. Holy cow! <laughs> yeah. I, I I mean, you know, you don't. You, you don't lose money until you pull money out of the market, right? I've, I have friends that have uh, gone from 20000 to $3,000 Bitcoin and wrote it all the way back up to, you know, 60 k and they're still holding their positions. Uh, everyone thinks Michael Saylor is a maniac because uh, while everyone's crying about the bleeding markets, he's putting more and more money in mm. to, to, to show his belief in Bitcoin. So, yeah, he had uh, like a spaces earlier with like 7,000 people in there. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, so I, um, I think that that's one way I would do it. Another another way that I would do it is, um, you know, we talked a little bit about what what we could do, but I think leveraging it where if you don't have the experience, you don't have the capital today, um, paying, uh, you know, paying an amount to to get an investment started, but also on top of that, learn. So being in uh, in a Discord, where if I'm in a Discord with you guys every single day. And I'm able to to learn about real estate, but I'm also you know compounding a little bit of money because I'm a part of a, a project that is investing in real estate mm. in ways that you guys know how to, and maybe I don't know how to. Mm. Um, so you, it's it's stacking, it's stacking on top of that, right? I'm 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 already earning as if I was, uh, you know, had the same knowledge as you guys, but not in a in on that level yet. But I'm also learning at the same time. So I, I would do a project where it's you know you can kind of dip your toes in the water. You know, again, if it's not for you, like we were talking about, I can sell it off. I paid 
five thousand for it, I can sell for ten thousand or whatever because there's someone else that is hungry. They want to yep. come in and they want to turn that ten thousand dollar investment into uh, a real estate empire. So that yep. that's that's the way that I would do it. Uh, I think there's a lot of other things you could do, but but really gamifying it, I think, is what's going to set things apart. If you we all like to have fun. Like creativity is important um, in life, and 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 having fun is too. So I, I think that people are like, you better work hard. Well, yeah, we want to enjoy it. Uh, yeah. The fruits yeah. of our labor. So I think that again, having updated metadata and, and and things that I'm collecting, right? Like you got your first home. I got my first home. You know what I mean? So it's like, I mean, I can speak right now. We're like just imposters, right? Like. I got my UFO. Today we're minting pets. I don't even know what time. Maybe it happened already, right? I got to go mint my pets. <laughs> yeah. Right? Okay. You're excited. Gonna, You're like, what is it? Yeah. And then I have my land, right? So I think only thing I ask is when you get your land in the TMC, yes. just let me be your next door neighbors. Like whoever owns the central <laughs> land uh, or whichever one was with Snoop yep. Dogg, right? If you're his neighbor, like you're doing pretty good. Mm -hmm. I, just, I just want to be your next door neighbor. Well, that's the interesting thing too, because now you're not only are you gamifying it, making it fun, but there's the, <laughs> the, the land plots in Board API Club. This is imaginary land, you guys. This isn't the three of us living next door to, to each other in real life so we yeah. can have barbecues. This is on our computer. Um, but but in uh, in the other side, the, the Board API Club land metaverse, they, they have land plots. If you're closer to the center where people are assuming, not not knowing, but assuming that the closer you are to the center, the closer you are to the yacht club, uh, people are. there's a difference between people on the outside are paying uh, you know, uh, three ETH, and then on the inside they're paying you know up up to uh, like a million dollars. Well, I mean million. that's like the outer citizens. Yeah. And the Citadel. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's, there's you don't know what exactly we're getting, but and there's also the in real life, right? Like real estate <laughs> downtown is just more expensive than real estate in the rural areas. Yeah. Yeah, I, but I, I think that that's how I would. I would leverage it. I definitely would add levels of gamification to it and would look at, okay, well, what's what's needed? There's a lot of people that, you know, I know personally that have done really well in crypto and, you know, potentially they could put their money somewhere else, um, but just hand that off, get a home. Yeah. Um, or, you know, also on the, on the opposite side, flip side of the coin, there's people that don't have a lot of money yet, but they really have the ambitions and they need that help. And, uh, you know, that's even more. Exciting yeah. to me and inspiring, but yeah. what? So when is you? I don't want to make you commit to a sure. date, <laughs> right? Because yeah. I've noticed NFT projects that it's like an Elon Musk update. Like eventually it'll happen. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So the roadster. <laughs> do you yeah, have the road. dude? That's a killer. Yeah. I was supposed to get that, that this so year. Sick. Yeah. Like I got the the wife signed off on the roadster. Wow, you'll be the most badass in the street. I don't know about that, but uh, I was. I got the sign off, and now I don't even know when the roaster is going to get freaking done. Anyway, yeah. when uh, is your project hopefully rolling out? Yeah, so we're, man, this this project probably took us almost like nine or eight months or so since the time that we're like, okay, let's rock and roll. Um, we're planning. We were going to launch in April. We're pushing back. Hopefully, by the end of this month, uh, we'll be able to launch it. So those of you, in, uh, you know, follow me on Twitter or Discord, uh, we'll make sure we'll keep you guys up to date. But uh, Steve, here's something I want. I would like you to ask uh, uh, Pineda. So imagine of having an event, and I think for NFT, what makes it valuable is obviously it comes down to it's exclusive. So everything that I mentioned earlier, you know, I uh, with Dr. JPEG said, "Hey Kong, so why would someone pay this instead of getting? Why wouldn't someone just go to the regular mentorship route um, and, and not get into a, a, instead of buying your uh, the whole NFT?" 
And I think it all comes down to it's exclusive. So for, let's just say, so for, uh, I'm doing a real estate event. So like how Gary V, and this ideas came from Gary V, right? V Which is uh, VCon, right? Where he do one big event once a year for those that have NFT to come. So I'm going to do, so I'm committed to three years, one big event every single year for the NFT holder to come. But what about this? And I don't know if Pineda is going to do this, but we like, well, you know what? What if the people can't come? Well, what if three months before we, we announce, right, the date, we're going to airdrop you an event pass? So let's just say if you can't go. If you can't go, you can rent out the event pass or you can sell the event pass on yeah. OpenSea to Huge. someone that wants to go, right. but you're still the original owner of the TMC NFT. Yeah. So, you know, I, I mentioned uh, earlier, like I went to a crypto staking yeah. event this over the weekend, right? Yep. In order to go, you had to have the NFT yep. for that event. On top yep. of that, you need, others. You need yes. the NFT. For the first event and the second event, but you can't buy the first event, so I had to pay 0.4 ETH to borrow. <laughs> yes, the first one, right? Yes. So yeah. I'm into this for 2.1 ETH to attend this event. Yep. But the first one, I don't even own it. I only own the second and the third passes. Yeah. So yeah, I think to your point that you could lease this. Yes, correct. For access. Yeah. So so basically, yes. Yeah. So so we're gonna airdrop you an event pass. If you can't go, you can sell it or you can lease it to someone. But you're still the original owner. You still get access to whatever it is. Um, you know, I mean, there's there's a lot of things that we want to do with uh with the project. So because of the time here, I can only share so much. For you know, we we are we buying land in Decentraland and Sandbox already. Instead of telling someone, hey, you know what? Once we once we launch, here's a roadmap. Yeah. But. So, so our project is very community based when it comes to uh, voting, right? So, and and um, you know when Dr. JPEG said about the NFT, and I really want to bring this up because I really want people to understand that I'm building this NFT as a community project. For example, you know I'm willing to, for the royalties. Gosh, I don't even know if I can say this. So for the royalties, I'm willing to go 50-50. So 50% goes. So typically the creator gets all the royalties, but I'm willing to split 50% goes into Team T Treasuries, and then we can use that money. And now what we're going to do is I want to start getting people that's already having skin in the game, that's part of the community, that, hey, if the, if the projects succeed, right? then everybody wins, which means we're going to start hiring people that's inside of the community. You get paid for whatever it is that we decide to do. So, you know, the next thing we want to do, and that's why I'm holding off of hiring a developer to develop out the land that we that we bought in Decentraland and, uh, and Sandbox. Why don't we hire someone inside of the community, get them paid, they know what the project is about, and if the project does good, they do good. And, you know, beside that, you know, we want to hire people that are maybe, hey, where we grow so much, where we need now hire um, what I call them TMC Pro Closer. So for people to have, you know, that get into the real estate, but they don't know how to get on the phone, don't know how to talk, don't know how to negotiate. What if they got someone that's inside of the community, they send the lead to, and that person will get on the phone because they already been qualified. That person gets paid for their time. And then the deal gets up on a contract, right? And boom, we sell the deals and maybe somehow that thing gets shared within. And, you know, and I, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I really want to do, uh, you know, for those who invest in me and believe in the project. I, I, I really, truly want to, you know, to, to give back and to do beyond of whatever the utilities, the perks. For example, you know, we're about to close on um, two big uh, wholesale deals. One of them is going to make us, I think, right around like 150 and the other one we're going to do about 100,000. What if I close on two big wholesale deals? I'm just saying, not promising. What if we close on two big deal or we have a good month? And I say, hey, drop me your ETH address. 
Yeah. You so, can do that on Twitter. I don't know if you want to do that on a yeah, 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 <laughs> in your you community. Know? But yeah. So, 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 so that's just to name a few of the stuff that I would like to do. And for the Web three components, um, you know, I'm I'm super interested in, in chatting with you about that. So if you'd like, um, I'm happy to to chat about oh, connecting sure. with people, um, and and advising. But I I really like what you're doing because it's similar to what we're doing Appreciate in non fungible Brigade because you want to create an area where people can cultivate and by being a part of this um, you cultivate a community and they're able to benefit right so builders and in, in non fungible Brigade builders can come together in a builder's chat hey I'm good at marketing hey I can you know build yep. games hey I can you know cover the legal hey you know and and now suddenly they're all working together and, and, and you know they have this newfound friendship and business and they all change their lives. So I agree with you on that. I appreciate it, bro. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, we did have a question earlier. We didn't get the answer. Uh, also Real asked, why Canada? Why Canada? Because Canada is not as regulated as the U.S. Really? Yes. When it comes to security. Um, as far as I know, that's where, um, and, and the, uh, um, these guys are in Neo Tokyo mm -hmm. was recommended. Um, so we decided we chat with him. Um, we chat with him on the phone. Um, we also booked, dude, I booked like multiple call. Um, I know that cause we're talking about the whole Dow and things like that. And, uh, we booked a call with another, um, uh, attorney that's, uh, that was, uh, that was in like uh, one of us in New York and the other ones was in like, um, and, the thing is, just like with wholesaling, if you talk to the wrong person, they say you can't do this, you can't do that, and um, and things like that. But you know, after everything, we decided this is the route that we're gonna go. And um, as far as from right now, going going offshore, there's many, um, there's many of them. There's there's about three or four of them that that you can do that that will allow you to do what you want to do. That is less regulated. That doesn't um, get involved in the SEC. But for me, I think we're gonna choose Canada. Um, but I think any, I think um, project that is, you're taking, like the real estates, kind of come in with Web three, will probably have to go offshore. For I know, as long as yeah, I, let's hear Dr. JPEG's thoughts yeah. on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think it's again to to relate it back to what we talked about before the show. I'm not an attorney. This is not legal advice. But you know, I think that. Um, similar to that if if I want to incorporate uh, in Delaware, you know, I, there's a website yep. I can go to and, and pay someone to be a man, you know, the manager of that LLC, and um, because of because of that person, because of their uh, association with the LLC, I'm legally able to be um, you know incorporated in Delaware. So I think that you know there's there's ways you can go around um, around that where from a legal standpoint outside outside of the U.S. Um, there's the laws are a lot more lenient around securities and and you know it's a lot more beneficial for you to to you know have your business there from from all standpoints but um yeah i don't want to share too much i would just say you know talk to you talk to an attorney make sure that you're um you know you're sharing your your thoughts around what you want to accomplish and you know is it preserving capital um you know, from a standpoint that's more beneficial there? Is it, you know, what, what is it, what is it, what are you trying to accomplish? If I think if you start there and kind of work backwards, um, you'll be able to come up with the right place, but there is a lot of places. Yeah. So, um, wrapping up. Yep. Um, what did you wish you knew? Like you, you, you jumped into this project. You said it's been nine months you've been doing yeah. this now. Eight. Yeah. Somewhere around there. 
What did you wish you knew before you started your project? Well, I can say this, that I think anybody that are going to start an NFT project, I do want to let you know that is definitely consuming. Like if you want to create like, you know, a, a legit project where you, you're really about the community, making sure everybody wins, dude, they consume a lot because you got to think of ideas. You got, you know, utilities, the perks, you know, what, what is the holders going to get? And I think to me that's, and then you want to give them so much, but then you can't because NFT is such so new that anything you touch, anything that like, like, like we wanted to do where the treasury, we create a DAO, everyone invest in it. We will, and then it's going to be a voting system where we actually vote on, on where the money is going to go and invest and the profit comes back. It will get split into each shareholders. The more skin you have in the game, the more percentage you get, et cetera. Like not possible. Um, so, you know, so my thing is, you know, you, I think you just got to understand that if you want to get into NFT and create your own NFT project, you just know that this is going to be a, a decade. Like it's a 10 years plus game plan. So whatever it is that you got going on, if, if you're like, hey, Kong, I can't commit to 10 years, then just don't because it, it is truly um, because you just got to continue adding value and value. Because to me, Steve, it's almost like as a creator, your NFT is like kind of like your own stocks, mm -hmm. right? If, if people don't like it, they sell it, your stock crash. And guess what? Everybody else hurts. Like, well, your one decisions and you stop adding value to it, boom. Like, everybody, like, that's why I don't like office spaces because now you got a lot of people that are depending on you, right? To make sure that this project is valuable and continue to maintain the floor price and increase in value, you know, over time. So, yeah. yeah. So be ready to commit. Yeah. If I were to give an advice, I would, uh, that's what I would say. You got to be ready to commit. Like this is a 10 year game plan. Plus. Nice. Yep. You like the JPEG? Yeah. I would say, um, understand the reason why you want to do it. Um, you know, there's not, everyone's going to have a Eureka moment, but I was sitting around when I started on Funge Brigade and I was like, you know, I really enjoy, uh, gaming and I really enjoy, you know, the, the income opportunities that I've, that I've had from, uh, the multiple projects that I'm in and it was just kind of like hey why not do that because I want to create that feeling and experience for other people so um, figure out what it is you want to do and then you need to study other projects you should have you like you ideally should have experience in business you should ideally have experience in the market mm. not be like hey I want to turn ten dollars into ten million dollars because that's just a hundred percent not how it works um, and then also be humble enough to realize you don't know everything and um, you know, you should, you should be networking and looking for people that are experts at the things that you need help with. So smart contract developers, you know, uh, security data, um, uh, everything and anything like you need to really realize that this isn't, um, some get rich quick scheme. Like, you know, I, I feel like unfortunately some people are making it look like from the outside, but, uh, it's actually uh, a business. So. Yeah. Um, I'm going to make just a couple quick announcements. Sure. Uh, and then think about what's like the final thoughts you want to leave everyone sure. with. Sure. Yeah. Uh, guys, if you get value today, please like, subscribe, share, comment. It really helps us reach more people. And if you're, if you like what we're doing here or if you have any suggestions, please comment below, right? Like this is a newer format and we want to help as many people as possible. So, you know, if just let us know, give us some advice. We're listening. We want to make this as best as, as possible for you guys.
Um, so what's some of the last thoughts you want to leave everyone with? Man, Steve, all I got to say, man, is that dreams don't work unless you do. And I think there's, there's I think too many people are now growing up, like thinking that they want it easy. Like it's, it's not going to come to you easy. Like everything, like throughout my whole entire life, everything that I want, I got to work. I got to grind. I got to hustle for it. it. It never came easy. All right. So, so for those that, that even you pay for coaching, for mentorship, whatever it is, you still got to, you still got to put in the work, my friend. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just dedication and commitment and just keep on going. Awesome. That's it. How can someone get a hold of you? Yeah. So if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, um, Twitter, Real King Kong. And um, also, too, is on YouTube. It's just King Kong. Yeah. And if they can't find you, it's just you're potentially suspended for just a minute. Correct. I have <laughs> been I have been suspended multiple times on TikTok. So if you can't find me there, there you go. Just hang in there. <laughs> I'll try to get the account back. He'll be back. Yeah. He's created so much content on TikTok that every once in a while they'll find something old that they don't like. <laughs> and and then suspended. they bet, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if someone wants to get a hold of you. Yeah. Um, I am Dr. JPEG underscore on uh, Twitter. That's the best place you can find me. And just sharing uh, you know, thoughts into uh, closing. I think that, you know, success is figuring out how you can help others. Um, to help yourself and realizing that the journey is this sounds cliche, but the journey is is really the the important part. It's a special part. You know that it's not about the destination. It's about taking the steps and being in it every single day and 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 growing and learning from that. And I think that that's a, a huge part of it. So if you're looking around and you don't feel motivated, inspired by that, um, keep looking until you find something that you authentically feel good about. And you know you have good days, you have bad days. Um, you know, nothing is, is perfect, but, um, find what drives you and go after it. Yeah. I love it. Especially right now, there are <laughs> yeah. good days and bad days, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's a crazy market right now. I think that you, you need such an iron stomach to withstand the ups and downs of, of this space. Yeah. You, I mean, you gotta, you have to have things going on that you're, again, you're, you're paying attention too, and you're, and you're grateful for and working on outside of staring at charts and reading uh, people's um, doom and gloom posts all day. So yeah. get some fresh air. Well, awesome. before Steve, I want to say thank you so much, Steve, Dr. JPEG, for yeah. having me on here, man. It's such an honor to be sitting here because I know there's many idols, right? Great superstar have set here. So dude, truly honored. Thank you so much. Man, it's been like two or three years in waiting i was begging you to come down i was like i will take you to scottsdale fashion score and buy you a vest right. and that's what it takes to get you down here awesome thank you steve thank Mr. you so Kyle. much thank you. all right i'll see you guys all later okay thank you so much all right guys shout out to steve train jump on the steve train we real estate disruptors